0: are you not entertained are you not hyped welcome everyone my name is Man. at least that's my online name as most of you know me as my real name is michael but that's not what we here to talk about this is the mafia championship podcast this is the sixth episode i'm very happy that we're doing this and we're doing this because all you guys out there are supporting and also excited about this and that makes all of us excited about this Seventh season of the Mafia Championship, 165 communities are participating. Of those 165 communities, 45 players will be advancing to 3 semi-final games. And finally after that we will have our finals, which will consist of this season's 15 best players. So there's a lot to look forward to tomorrow, game 11 starts, which is the last qualifier. So we're almost nearing then, but not quite there, still some good action to watch. And, so the big question is, who will join the ranks of D. Wetzel, Cool Kid, Whiskey Jack, Dells, General Handkerchief and Beck? Maybe it might be someone from this game that we'll be talking about today. There's good reason to think so, because we're talking about Game 6. Fittingly, this is episode 6, we'll be talking about Game 6. The only game in the history of the Mafia Championship to feature a town sweep. Yes, I did not misspeak. You heard that right. For the first time in seven seasons, all mafia members were lynched consecutively from day one onwards. All three mafia members. I cannot state enough how excited I've been for this podcast, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. And uh, well, let me just bring up everyone here. All right, guys, you can uh, unmute yourselves. Tim Hortons. <laughs> 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 All right, as you can see, uh, I'm not alone by, uh, by any means. And actually, I have an extra guest compared to what I usually have here today. Uh, that is because I have the host of Game 6, Amy, uh, with me today, who will actually be acting as a co-host or actually the main host uh, today. Uh, needless to say, Amy followed the game much more than I did or have had time for. Uh, so it's only appropriate. Uh, besides Amy, we have Cobalt, Noxel, Jagged Jimmy J, shortened to JJJ here, and Wisp, um, four players from Game Six. Uh, I know some of them are, are sleep deprived, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll be tr- we'll try to be uh, stay within the allotted time today, which is uh, one and a half hours. Uh, well, let's let's walk through these people. Or actually, let me first let me first um, summarize the votes from uh, Game Six. Um, in fourth place, uh, we had oh, have DS who earned 29 points. Um in third place, we have Giraffe Syrup, who earned 35 points. In second place, we have Stay Positive Friend uh, from Epic Mafia, earning 38 points. And in first place, we have, with us here today, uh, Jagged Jimmy J, earning 61 points. Uh, Jagged Jimmy J from the Syndicate. Uh, previously, Rachel Music migrated to the Syndicate, have played before, have been a finalist before. Uh, so, will he make it again? that's to be seen. Uh, And the 61 points, by the way, is tying Ram's record for the most points earned in a 15-player game. So that is definitely something to be proud of, no matter how the rest of the season shapes up. And uh, with that, uh, let's start with you, uh, Jay. Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself, um, your Mafia history, and uh, yeah.
1: Certainly. Like you said, I got started on Rate Your Music in 2011, I think it was. And many of the people who are regulars at the Syndicate now and have represented the Syndicate followed the same path I did. Names you may recognize like Slooney, MacDougall, Dunya. All of us migrated from RYM to the Syndicate in about 2015. So I represented uh, RYM in Season 2. And now I'm representing the Syndicate here. And I've been extremely proud to do so. And I feel very fortunate because the Syndicate is... Loaded with quality players, and to be given the honor of representing the site is something I'm very proud of. Uh,
0: Just playing cool is asking in Twitch chat. By the way, hello to everyone uh, in Twitch chat. Uh, very happy that you're here. Makes this a lo- whole lot more fun. Feel free to ask questions as we go. Uh, I'll try to keep an actual. This works well with two hosts. I'll try to keep an eye on the questions, <laughs> and you focus on the agenda, Amy, and we can tag team that way. Uh, so just playing cool asking in chat uh is jay gonna go off on another song uh jay if you do want to perform your song later <laughs> on you should feel very free you can, you can <laughs> to warm up to that uh, i think that'll man. make for an excellent uh, clip we uh, can see how the podcast develops but i don't know if the
1: airtime should be wasted on my voice <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, already with the excuse all right fair enough all right we have cobalt uh Previously, or originating from a gay teen forum. Unfortunately, uh, Cobalt told me that uh, forum closed down recently. That's a shame to see. Uh, yes. A lot of mafia, a, a mafia community's history uh, just evaporated. That's like that's. A shame. Yeah. I, I we hate to see that. <laughs> uh, but migrated to uh, a similar story. Uh, also, a previous championship representative, uh, also migrated to a very strong community. Dark Lord Potter. Uh, who Cobalt has represented uh, this year. Uh take it away. Introduce yourself.
2: Hi. Um I'm (laughs) I'm Cobalt, or I mean you can call me JT too, but most people just call me Cobalt because that's what I've been going by since Gay Teen Forum when I was like 14 years old. Um the site was actually originally archived back in 2018, but there was some behind the scenes drama and the whole site got taken down, which is very tragic. Um I spent, you know, most of my childhood adolescence into adult early adulthood there um and it was a great forum to play mafia on i hosted a bunch of games there um i represented them for i think season two uh three four and five i believe uh i I believe it was consecutive um i was a wild card in season five which was a lot of fun to play in that wild card game i wish i could go back to that game Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i've sort of found my second home in Dark Lord Potter. I've been playing there for a couple of years on and off. Um, and I'm so grateful that they, you know, welcomed me in and that I was able to represent them this year. It's a huge honor. There are so many great players that come from that site, uh, you know, like Newcomb and Vimes and Fonte and all of my best friends that I have spent so many years there with. So it was a real honor to represent them and to be a part of this game in particular, which has made history. So it was uh a lot of tons of fun this year
0: for sure both uh syndicate and dark lord porter and uh, uh radio music have great uh histories in the in the mafia championship great records um <laughs> noxel from Smogon, uh welcome to the podcast and, and uh, i'm very happy you decided to play in the championship i do believe and you can <laughs> mistake me if uh, if i'm wrong because i look at a lot of sites and i do believe you had some hesitation uh, a bit about playing uh, but at least I'm very happy that you did decide to play.
3: Yeah, so hi, I'm Knoxel. I'm from Smogon.com where we embarrass ourselves two years in a row because <laughs> our first guy in season six, Dustfall, got uh the wrong person in Lilo, I think. And then I got sent this year and um, so basically, uh, so I guess I guess we can touch about that. So I started playing for Mafia in twenty eighteen. Uh, I randomly joined a Smogon on game. And I thought it was going to be really fun. Um, I rolled Town. Uh, we won in a close game at Lilo. And I was like, yes, I love Quorum Let's play some more. Uh, the more I played, the more I was like, hmm, I don't like rolling Scum as much as I think I do. Uh, and so basically, um, basically Smogon's been my home site. And they sent me here as a rep because there was a poll. And then I decided to in. Um, and then people, and I just like, got voted in, and that's why I was sent to the the Um But as you can see, I got absolutely obliterated this week. So maybe they should send somebody else year. That's fine.
0: Uh, Someone is uh, <laughs> uh, typing very loudly on the keyboard, by the way. <laughs> I'm not sure if that is. Uh, yeah, no, I, I believe the hesitation wasn't necessarily about playing, but uh, maybe hoping not to rant uh, scum, uh, if I'm <laughs> not mistaken. Um, Wisp, the final man up. Uh, please introduce yourselves. <laughs>
4: How's it going, guys? Um, my name is Wisp. Also, I don't mind if people call me Kyle. Um, I've been playing Form Mafia since 2017. I was introduced to it by my brother, who most people know by Shinichi. Um, uh, we, my original site was my Anime List, our forum that we had a club on that forum, which is where we started. And then once OC OC Orb joined from mtgs uh sometime later last year we decided to make our own site because we wanted to have better mafia integration because we didn't really have anything because swing was impossible and now we have our own mafia site um uh i played last year in champs i was the the sub for flyers club um we I didn't didn't actually expect to play since my runner, I was the sub to Lady Land of Delta, which he's an amazing player, but I ended up getting subbed into a random game where I was completely terrible up until Wilo, which I eventually found a team. Then I died, and then they proceeded to mislynch the person I told them not to lynch. Um, I, I don't really play MU as much anymore. Usually I only come back to MU for events. I played in the Hydra event last year where the same thing. I got to Lilo. It was pretty terrible. The wolves were busting each other. So it was very confusing to read the votes. And I got into Lilo and I lynched the wrong person. And Varanis doesn't let me live that down since he messages me every week telling me about that game. <laughs> and yep yeah, that's um, pretty much it.
0: That's it. <laughs> uh, glad to have you as well on the podcast with. Oh, and uh, speaking about Smogon, uh there's still a lot. Of, there's a loud typing from someone. I um, I don't hear it right now. No, right now it's not there. Uh, yeah. I see Cy Dollar uh in the chat from Syphon uh Cy Good to see you. Uh, good to see everyone in the chat. Uh, all right. Last up, we have uh, the host of Game Six, uh, which is Amy. What's up? <laughs> Hello.
5: Yes. Hi. Uh. Ampharos on Mafia Universe for those of you who don't know. Um, I actually am originally from Noxil's home site Smogon. I started playing there around 2011. Uh, Played mostly games that are not really Mafia at all. A lot of -of out-of-thread communication, a lot of fuckery involving different sized teams and stuff like that. Um, It wasn't until 2016 when I found out about Mafia Universe that I really started playing, like, real forum Mafia. And uh, ever since then, I've been kind of using MU as my anchor and sort of just, like, wandering around, playing on different sites, trying out different games in different places. I repped Cernus Forest, which is a Fire Emblem website in the uh, championships back in 2018, season five. Uh, made it to wild cards. And then the season mysteriously ended there. It was weird. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't have any memory of it. Um, Best but, wild card uh, game. <laughs> it was, anyways. Uh, and uh, yeah, amused sort of become like my new adopted home community i'm here more than i am anywhere else but really i just sort of enjoy mafia communities in general at this point um and hosting game six was a blast i love hosting champs games so happy to be able to be here and talk about it
0: awesome Amy, my fellow red, my fellow admin, the the heir to my throne. Should I ever, should I ever <laughs> something happen to me, yeah, mysteriously, uh, <laughs> <I> mysteriously. <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better not tell my address to anyone. All right. Uh, so like, well, like I said earlier, actually, uh, Amy Oamphorus is the host of this podcast, and I know Amy's prepared an agenda, so I'll let you get to it.
5: Yeah, so I have an agenda that you could charitably call inspired by some of Thingy's old agendas. (laughs) So um, we'll dive right into it. I think the first thing we're going to talk about is we're just going to briefly touch on, like, voting philosophy because I think the voting is still what's most fresh in everyone's minds. And I just want to, like, briefly go around and ask people, like, Just sort of, I'm not asking anyone to reveal their votes. Obviously, you can if you want. But I just sort of want to generally touch on, like, what sort of things you look for when you're deciding who to vote through in post-game. And uh, I guess whoever wants to talk, if anybody's got something in mind.
1: Sure. I think that our game was very unique, beyond just being the only sweep, whatever. And the character of the players that took part in it, and the attitudes that they conveyed. And the camaraderie that we enjoyed and I think that went well beyond simply being nice to each other and it was beneficial to the town and that played into the way that I voted. I feel that teamwork was the single most important thing that drove the game towards its inevitable conclusion and with that in mind when I placed my votes I had that hit high on the priority list not only who played as a team but who facilitated teamwork who made their teammates better. And that's not it. It uh, I mean, we had so many good players across the board. Uh, Honestly, the way the votes shook out, I don't think reflected the game. Um, You can shuffle anybody in that top four and it's still deserved um, into any position in any order. We had amazing power role play. I took that into account. Um, I even, tried to to the best of my ability, extrapolate how I felt somebody's approach might translate to the opposite alignment, I, of course, there are limitations to how we can do that, but you make your best effort
5: right, yeah, of course, uh speaking of opposite alignment, I actually do want to specifically hear from Nuxle on this question, I think, because Nuxel's, you know got a unique perspective <laughs> on the matter, being on the uh you know receiving end of the um...
3: <laughs> of
0: the beating <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: I did do that. Um, so uh, so we just want to talk about votes. So m- the way I voted, um, I thought there were going to be three immediate players who were going to move on, and those were, um, I thought the votes would actually fall, like, JJJ first, I thought it was going to be DS second, and I thought it was going to be SPF third, um, and that's not how I voted, but that's how I thought everything else was going to go, um, and I, I didn't know for the fourth. Uh, my personal fourth was Fatmo, uh, just because I thought he did a really good job of like, I thought he was like uniquely like very good at like getting town red and just like had a sense of like he had a, he had a really good like cohesion. And I thought that really helped bring like town together and like unify them. Uh, um, but I was like scared of like a lot of people this game because um, one I rolled wolf on. The alignment that I think is like a thousand times worse than my town game, and um, and then it's like, well, I guess I'll just be caught. Like that's fun, um, <laughs> but like, um, no, I, I thought I thought I thought um a lot of people did a really good job of making cases, uh, and I kind of based it basically on like what I felt was an excellent like day one. Um, I thought JJJ did a lot of really good work on day one. Uh, I thought, I thought SPF and DS2 did, did a lot of good work and that sort of like momentum helped set the ball rolling for the rest of like the POE. Um, cause you know, if, you know, Melo doesn't get lynched maybe something else like goes a little bit differently, but he did. And, and yeah, and that just kind of like led up to <laughs> the end of the game.
0: Would you um, say, uh, that you, were, that your votes were ranking one to three or one to four of who you feared the most? Or was it more nuanced than that for you?
3: Uh, it was. It was not like. It was not like more. I feel the most. But I felt like who would be a really good, um, who I thought had a really good opening, and also who I felt would do an ex like kind of an excellent job if they moved on in mm. regard to like either alignment. But I thought there was like a clear like top three of yeah. people who I felt that I felt was very unlucky to roll town to not roll town with, um, because <laughs> yeah. I thought they played like excellently. Um, not to say that you know, the entire town didn't play accidentally. I just thought they
5: were kind of on a slightly higher pedestal hmm. for me. Right. Uh Wisp, Cobalt, if you've got anything to add, feel free to jump in here. I didn't want to spend too much time on this particular point since everybody's itching to talk about the g- game itself. <laughs> no,
2: I mean, I think they did a pretty good job of like, am I, OK, yes, sorry.
6: My, we can that's hear you. That's weird.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, no, I think they did a pretty good job of summing it up. I mean, for me, I'll and I'll talk about this a little bit later when it comes to a more appropriate time to talk about it, but I did a lot of playing around people this game, um, and I based my votes based on who I was most comfortable playing around because of their approach, and that was something that I think contributed to the Unified Village was having outspoken people who you who projected really great tone and effort and that's something that people were able to rally around players like me who maybe didn't have as much of a direct presence or impact sort of were able to take initiative from those players and that's what I based my votes on.
0: So I have a question regarding this, because I think this is a very interesting point you bring up, actually, Cobalt, mm-hmm. uh, regarding the dyna- dynamics of the game and forming a town core and which kind of players you need and which which roles they have to pl- take in the game or play in the game to feed off each other in a good mm-hmm. way for town. Uh, because I can see it in myself, so I don't think it's a negative at all for someone to be more passive than the uh, ag- like aggressive town leader, the one doing all the pushing and such uh like i've taken both uh, roles uh in my games as town so i think they both have their benefits basically i think uh for a town to work well you don't need uh 10 leaders uh, each trying to lead their own way you need uh you need followers as well and i don't like the word follower but but you all get the gist of what i'm saying like you need people who are willing to listen to a good case and admit yeah that's a good case or Maybe I don't agree with all of it, but uh, yeah, I think this is a good thing to push, and uh, I'm trying to play to my win condition, and that's, that's the one thing you should do in a mafia game. That's uh,
2: exactly the kind of playstyle I found myself falling into this game, because I'm actually I... actually... Sorry, sorry about, go ahead. No, 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 you finish. No, it's okay. Um, I. That's that's exactly the kind of playstyle I felt myself falling into this game, and I think I'll talk about that a little bit later, because I think there's a another opportunity in the agenda to touch on playstyle in general.
0: Yeah, I just want, but I want to add one thing to this because I can imagine that this. Like, I didn't even closely read this game, so I can't even. I'm not involved with jury. I should say to everyone, and I I couldn't even give recommendations to jury if I wanted to, uh because I haven't read the game. So my opinions are just generally. These are general opinions. Um, that it's an interesting thing, and I could expect uh, a jury to more so value the the louder voices because. They're, they're more flashy. like Those are what you notice, and you see them getting results. And you maybe don't notice the other players as much. But uh, the question becomes, and I'm not sure what the answer is, it's because it's a good question. And uh, if you put a lot of leaders into the wildcards, can they work well together? P- uh, previous history will say that uh, at least the wildcards, uh, generally Town, have done very well in those games. But it is an interesting uh, thing to ponder. Uh, and I guess the thing to uh, look for is... Uh, where the players are generally just able to collaborate and work well with others uh, and if, if someone has that both those abilities in them the ability to lead and the ability to follow when others uh, are making good points i think that's uh, makes a good town player
4: yeah i think it's all about adapting like um you don't all need to be the leader like personally like i play to what needs to be played if someone else is being a good voice then usually i'll just spend most of my time making sure that their cases make sense so that we're not accidentally mislunching town.
0: Yeah, Wisp is slowly leaning out of frame. Bunny Boy Blue says in chat, <laughs> "We're losing you." <laughs> All right.
5: Uh. Yeah. Uh, so I actually did want to quickly mention that I I I agree that it's a really like important thing that y'all bring up about like being able to identify who necessarily are going to be like the larger voices in the town and who's going to actually be driving the game state and be able to play around that and to understand that, well, if you've got 11 people or however many villagers you've got all saying that they're the town core and everyone needs to listen to them, you're not going to get anything done. Um, I'm I'm actually sort of writing an article, actually, about whatever the opposite of power villaging is and how to do it effectively. So look forward to that, I guess. Jamel's plug um, the first of many, I expect. Uh, but let's uh, let's go ahead and get into the game itself. Uh, so a, a quick recap for those of you who don't follow who didn't follow the game necessarily. Uh, like thing said at the beginning of the podcast, it's the first and so far only champ sweep or town sweep rather in champs history. Um, which is obviously a big change from how most champs games go, which is some absurd Wolf win, rate. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. Um, but, yeah, day one, they come out the gate. Everybody's firing on all cylinders. Uh, and I guess if someone wants to just take over and talk about it from their perspective, because I think that'll be a lot more interesting than hearing me ramble about it. Uh,
0: and actually, I, I think I want to contextualize this whole discussion because we're talking about uh, a town sweep. And again, this is the first time it's ever happened. So I also want to like, really contextualize how impressive this is. And I think people might also be interested to know, have we had other dominant town performances ever? How close did we get? And how is it generally with Mafia lynchers? Um, all right, so I have a question for uh, all of you. So we'll start this off with a quiz. When a mafia is lynched day one, which side wins more, town or mafia? Only is counting in the game. In general? This is in champs, this is in champs. So, out of champs games, where a mafia was lynched day one, so they get that good start, they get a mafia lynched day one. Uh, which side wins more after that, mafia or town?
5: I think mafia, because it's champs. Same.
6: <laughs> Any does, other
0: situation, I say town, but not. Does, like it. Does anyone think it's town?
4: I think it could be town in some cases because lynching the mafia earlier might leave them to get less information.
0: Yeah. Well, I can reveal that it is indeed mafia the Mafia tend to take the win, <laughs> even after a Mafia is day one. This goes back to my own personal theory that when a Mafia is lynched, especially day one, it is often with the help of Mafia. This interestingly wasn't the case in your game, so that's also another impressive fact about it. Uh, but t- generally, when a Mafia is day one, it's with the help of Mafia, and, well, people just tend to give those Mafia passes, it appears, generally. Uh, they didn't at all all win. All right, so next question. How many games out of all the games we've had, and actually, I don't know how many games we had, but we'd had at least more than, if we have seven seasons and generally, let's say, a bit less than 10, let's just say we've had at least 60 games, at, at least 60 championship games. I think it may be a bit more. Um, how many times have we had games where Mafia was lynched day one and day two consecutively? Feel free guess. to give guesses. There was
3: one
5: in season six, right? It can't be. It can't be more than like four or five.
2: I'd say probably
5: less, honestly. I'm gonna say four.
0: Amy so, says maybe. four. Jay says three. What do you say, Cobalt? I say three. Three. Nuxel.
3: Uh, I think I know of two, but I'll just go like four. Sure.
0: Four. Wisp.
3: Sure. I'll go with. I'll go with five.
0: Uh, and. F- Let me just double check i have it here that is one that is two that is three that is four and with this it's five so five times in the history of mob championship uh mafia has been lynched two at least two days consecutively um and i can reveal that uh, out of those five two of them were three times so three times consecutively uh days one to three uh, mind you. Uh, and in all these games, the town won. Uh, so when they lynched two Mafia in a row, it seems, well, that's a victory. Uh, oh, actually, I lied. There is one example. And that is uh, the game where a Mafia was lynched day one, day two, and day three. Um, the the town ended up losing that game, which is indeed the Saurian game. A 17er. So they lynched Mafia days one through three. And uh, Saurian went all the way, made an epic comeback to win the game. Um, so this just to contextualize uh, how many games have been. Because uh, if you're speaking dominant town performances, this is the most dominant town performance there has ever been. I would say uh, there are only two others. Oh, well, there are two others on the top three, and they're definitely not number one. But the two other contenders are Season 1 Finale, uh, in which I played myself, where uh, Mafia was uh, killed. Day, w- day two day three day four day five day six but uh, day two was a mod kill um would have been gotten anyway but it, it is technically a mod kill so that is four uh, five consecutive days um and then the last one survived some days after that uh the other one is um the infamous uh Bimps game uh <laughs> where he shot uh benny uh, and that was the only negative to that game um otherwise um they lynch the mafia at day two, day three, day four, and then kill the mafia on night four. Uh, so those are the three most dominant town performances. And with that, I've set the stage because this is again definitely the most dominant town performance ever. And very well to, done to you, town players. <laughs> and I, yeah, you probably need to ask the question again, Amy. Sorry.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. My question, my question was just going to be to uh, I, I guess any of the town players if they want to walk us through what their, their recollection is of how, how we got to that day one mafia kill and what was going through their minds at the time.
1: I think, do you want to focus on the whole day or the end of day sequence? when things?
5: Uh, I mean, we can talk about the whole day and mm-hmm. then just sort of take a microscope, laser in on the end of the day there.
1: Well, I think that starting from page one, um, some of the loudest town voices were fortunate to fight each other. And when you can so immediately begin to form a core of players with whom there is mutual trust, then the mafia are immediately placed in a position of not only disadvantage, but discomfort. And knowing from experience that discomfort can become extreme. And that can affect the rate with which they participate, the content that they put in their posts, um, the way that they word their sentences, and... It opens the door for some maybe mistakes that wouldn't otherwise be made. And it's an environmental thing, situation. Um, we created a suffocating environment and that required everybody's cooperative and collaborative effort. But the eventual lynch, I think, is also owed in part to DS having claimed in his first post We all know that Melo Eslo claimed as well at the end of the day to attempt to evade the noose, which was the right move. But we already had one claim in tow, which influences the way that we perceive the probabilities, how likely it is that Melo Eslo is being truthful or not. And also, of some of that, stay positive, friend, for immediately responding to the claim with a no. (laughs)
6: <laughs> yeah.
4: no. No, I, I think i said the same thing i think it was nuxle that said maybe we should move to i forgot who he said to move to and then i responded just immediately that's
3: not what i said that's not what i said at all True. i was i was i didn't i wasn't trying to switch the wagon i was i was trying to like have like things like you know move pressure but i, I was the plan was already is like was all, always to like switch back to Aslan because there was like no way he was not getting lunch that day because of um just uh, town you know just like coalescing on him like that. Um,
0: but Nuxle was saying was, he was caught for the wrong reasons. You guys, shame <laughs> on you.
3: I, I think. Well, that I don't know. Was, I, I it was probably yeah. like bad in retrospect. Like um, I, I I think I'm a very easy read. So I think if <laughs> I do get scumbread, it is probably accurate. Um, but, um, no, that wasn't, that wasn't what I was trying to go, go for it all, but everyone kind of just, like, did that, and I was like, well, I guess I fucked up by existing, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, like but it. yeah.
2: I think I still, we um, owe a lot of it to the fact that DS did claim in his first post, because I, as far as I know, the consensus in spec chat was, why are you lynching a claim? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Um that was exactly the fact that consensus right, was there. Right. Yeah. So I think the fact that DS did claim in his first post and already put a power roll on the table, town was less scared of saying, no, I don't believe that claim. I think that and I think what what JGJ said to stay positive friends' reaction to it as well, I think definitely bolstered the town. But I think if it weren't for the fact that we already had a JOAT on the table, I think Mello very well could have avoided the lynch by claiming that day. So Maybe. I think that's... There's,
0: there's been a lot of talk that. of uh, decisions versus results, and some saying uh, this was results-oriented thinking, that this was a good idea and not uh, decision-based thinking. Uh, I would say, uh, if you're going to do this, you better get it right. And if you get it right, <laughs> then like, then that's okay. And if you continue, like, if you have this rule... But you break it sometimes but you get it right each of those times if you keep getting it right then then you're excused in my opinion because there are other factors and there is context to take into place into consideration so i will always excuse it uh, in these cases uh, i want to mention one thing because uh, if we had to make a top four of the most dominant time performances uh, there is actually a game that pops up with jay's name in it the very first game that he played uh back in season two uh the mafia were lynched consecutively consecutively Day two, three, and four. Uh, Jimmy was in that game, uh, or Jay was in that game. Advanced, Achromatic uh, was also in that game. Uh, both finalists uh, and both semi-finalists uh, this season. Uh, so it's not the first time that a game with uh, Jay has uh, been very uh, dominating for the town. Uh, I so remember could...
1: that game well, and I think the agenda mentioned Gunda Reads coming up soon, and that game was the birthplace of that exercise. Mm. So.
4: Mm-hmm. I still I think that um giraffe's post specifically was like when he said um the question here isn't is if mellow is a joke the question here is if mellow is mafia and the answer is 100 percent yes.
5: That was <laughs> Yeah, that was a good <laughs> that was, I was it so, too.
6: <laughs> that was
4: one of I the think,
5: best. I think I think that post had spec chat losing their minds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could spend the next 30 minutes telling spec chat why they're wrong.
5: I think I'll... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I think chat. I think Spec Chat often spends hours at a time telling itself that it's wrong. So <laughs> I don't spec... necessarily think that you're alone there. Yeah, spec yeah, Chat think, has I been wrong. Results, like after nine, one, a lot of
3: people. Both... A lot of people think Spec Chat didn't think I was a wolf, but everyone in the game like came to that conclusion, um, which I is remember... really funny after I got Lynch Day two.
2: I remember distinctly being extremely disappointed that you were lynched while I was not in the thread because I had a general finger of suspicion on you on day one. And I did a lot of work during the day and day two where I was sort of just like working on my own notes and I had a case that I was planning to bring up and I get to the thread after I got out of work cuz I was working the whole day and you were already lynched so I was just like oh cool so I don't get any credit for that awesome <laughs> <also.
3: laughs> yeah uh, day 2 was like i don't know i thought i thought the way like scum team was kind of set up for me was like a mess like not <laughs> not not like not like not like blaming my scummates or anything because i'm an atrocious scum player as you saw by the fact that <laughs> that I was part of you know the biggest you know townspeople time but um like um we weren't like very coordinated just because um like like i think i posted like 12 hours before the game started in uh, scum chat and i got no response i come back i come back like two hours before game start i post again i'm like hey i made a discord Let's join and like talk things out. No response, and it's game start. And my scum members are like, "Am I?" It? So I'm like, "Am I just gonna sit here for?" Because I, I thought I thought people would be more attentive, because you know, champs. Um, and then Melo and I started talking, and and then Begbo's first entrance into the thread was his string of posts on day one. So I was like, I was, and then he saw scum chat. I think like twenty minutes after, and then started playing through there, but. I, I, it was, it was definitely like, um, like not the environment I want to set up for myself. But I didn't think, but I didn't know how to, you know, fight a, you know, tsunami basically of tsunami. You know, <laughs> coordinated, coordinated <laughs> town players. So, I don't know. I, I played pretty badly. Um, it happens. I'm honestly but, not sure that you did.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't agree. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that spec- they did. Yeah.
3: Thought you were town.
5: And yeah, I mean, you, it, I think you, I think Nuxle, I think you were legitimately one of the least guessed players by scum ch- by a uh, by spec chat on night one. I think there were like four people that had you mafia out um, of like twenty something guesses.
0: I actually too. think
5: the most guessed scum person on night one after Mello obviously was a. Uh, Stay positive friend because Spec Chat <laughs> loves their tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: like yes. my tinfoil too.
0: Once a tinfoil is introduced, it, it never goes out of style. It Seems to be the general theme. Uh well I, I have a question here for everyone because this is relating to like the sweep. Uh and this question is from Cyan goes to everyone. Were you confident of the hammer on a backbow day three? I was not. Um, i
2: I will say that like flat out i thought that was the most low-hanging fruit to ever be low-hanging fruit Mm -hmm. um and it just got to the point where i looked at the thread and i was like okay well we might as well get this over with because otherwise we're just gonna waste more and more time if this person doesn't get lynched today they're gonna be a lynch candidate later on and it also was an element of trust. I sort of just was like, "All right, you know what? I trust these people. I get it. I'm gonna just go with the flow." And I said, "Screw it!" And I was very surprised, <laughs> honestly.
4: I, I think was personally like the, the if you just looked at the we of everyone, it was easy to conclude that he was probably the highest chance of flipping mafia. Like even 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 like um, day two, people were hesitating on Nuxle in. Um, R- I was, let's call him Rise. Um I was the one making sure that no one lynched Rise, because I thought Nestle was the better hit with
1: respect to Big Bo I'd say that when the day started that was the first place my mind went because of PoE like Wisp said but I wouldn't say that I was confident until SPF thoroughly cased the crap out of Big Bo and made it clear that that was the best choice so i attribute that lynch and the success therein more to her than to anyone else she really carried that one through because i didn't think that that slot was one that we could case very effectively and begbo was under immense pressure to play in his first mafia game on a forum ever Yeah, and imagine doing that as a mafioso against what we were doing uh-huh. that's, that's unfair <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> literally. <It's cruel. laughs> yes,
5: yeah. and it it doesn't help that if I if I remember correctly, I think um one of the jokes I don't remember who it was, but I think cleared um I think I think one of the jokes cleared Rislin, yeah, yeah. Um, so that sort of knocked out half the Poe right there.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of thread focus on Rizlin, and I think that that was an extremely wise slot. Like, I think that was a really smart slot to track or clear. Um, yeah, especially um, based on the fact that with two scum um, dead, the jote actually amplifies its power immensely. because emotion motion detect is a guilty. It's like, especially later on in the game, I think that that, I, I, I think we had a lot of really good joke play but i think clearing risland was one of the better yeah. plays for sure
4: yeah, yeah i was thinking i was thinking like i mean he could still be a wolf but like um the check itself was probably the best check because it removed him from the poe if we were wrong so mm-hmm.
1: right and i believe ds also cleared cyclone cash at the same time so yes. but
5: the think you're right was yeah. that was
2: that a real clear or was that a fake clear because there were so many <laughs> fake clears i this, can't remember
5: <laughs> yeah and i actually i actually do think we can go out of order a little bit on the agenda here because i had i had general joke mechanics as like a big item on here because first of all i wanted to talk about the merits of hard claiming in your very first post and i also wanted to talk about the merits of all the uh, all the fake targeting that was going around especially on like day 2 if anybody has any thoughts on either of those points
4: um sure. i don't have any idea on um, the hard claiming i haven't really thought about it yet but um personally like the the fake the fake claiming i, I think i think no, uh, i think nuxol didn't respond to it in the best but i think that 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 is one of the easiest things to like fake as a wolf so i don't really think it holds much merit At least that's my personal opinion on the fake claiming.
1: I think with respect to DS's claim immediately when the game began, the efficacy of that move depends upon the ability of the player making the claim to play the wine game and to manipulate the mafia team into falling for the plays that they can make accordingly. And DS did a wonderful job of that. And then by the time Wispit claimed, it was clear that they had full command over the kill selection, Um, and of course you can correct me if that's not true Nuxle, but the interplay between those two was brilliant, and I think that it makes a lot of sense that DS would be effective in faking his tracks or his motion detects, given that he also played the wine game to claim in his first post. (laughs) Those two moves are very um, congruent with each other, and it worked.
2: You would think based on the setup that an early claim would be a really big risk because you you have a town player that's exposed to the mafia of what they are right off the bat. They know where they need to go, but I think what DS did was he actually put Scum at a disadvantage because of the wine game that jjj is talking about because now you have scum saying well now we can't shoot this person because they're going to get protected and then that leads into a whole bunch of other wine of what if the other jote doesn't use their protect on the first night because he knows scum is not going to shoot there and it just steamrolls and steamrolls and then we have both jotes surviving until the end of the game because they really couldn't do anything about it
0: that's another thing to say, right, just to have it on a record that they're both surviving, and it's sweet, like yeah. yeah, very dominant,
5: <laughs> yeah, I know for a fact the um I know for a fact that the night one kill on andre was specifically a dr dodge um and I know that uh i I know that nuxel's day two was influenced a lot by the Jotes because at one point I remember i think it was d s who claimed a uh, successful track on Begbo. Uh, and it was a fake claim, but Begbo really had been the one who carried <laughs> out the kill. So Nuxle was like, Excellent. freaking out. <laughs> and uh, I think that probably factored in a lot to, um, to Nuxle getting killed that day, was his, his reaction to that whole shenanigans. And Nux will feel free to step in and correct me if I have misconstrued anything. No, I, I I'll be completely real. I'm pretty sure we
3: lost like in the first ten minutes of day two, and my entire goal was going to be to avoid a yeah, complete sweep. But I just kind of like, I just kind of stopped, kind of like trying to do that because I was just it was just really like disheartening. I don't know because I rolled scum in this game and I was like. I literally looked at my role PM and I was like, "Wow, I don't think I'm going to have very much fun." Which is like not because of like anything that happened in the game; it's just because I just hate playing the alignment in general. But it's like, um, but yeah, going back to actually day two, um, the Andre kill was one. Yeah, it was it was a dodge. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure we should have took that risk onto DS anyway because I think even if because I think if it failed, uh, it wouldn't have changed much about like, the game state of the game, and I also wanted to get, get Andre because it was, like, is there a questionable kill? Because I felt like a lot of people would have, like, killed, like, draft or something, because I'm pretty sure, like, Melo spewed him down Um and I just thought, like, people would, like, tinfoil harder, Um, but there was just, like, I just think I had to put, like, an extraordinary, like, amount of effort into day two, Um, and then once I saw, like, DS, like, track to call begbo and like uh begbo's sort of reaction and i was just like i'm pretty sure we're just infinitely in the poe forever so <laughs> um but yeah um did I, I feel like
5: i went on a tangent there my bad no you we're still the oh, same good. general ballpark <laughs> I guess I guess a question I do have for you is: Did it did it like enter your head at any point that it could have been like a fake claim or that he could be FPSing basically? Yeah, I did I did buy the um the Bagbo
3: track um, but I think even if I like I I don't think that changed much throughout the general light course of the day two though. Mm. Trying to think of what else. I guess I. I actually. This setup was obviously like Townsided because like, um, because like by a fair margin. Just also just because like champs in general like wolves tend to win more. Um. But it's also like um. I always felt like if a joke claimed uh the second joke could claim like should probably be claiming the second the same day. Um. Just so you get that out of the way. And also because they can, you know, uh, life on, I've never said that word in real life before, um, <laughs> the, the nine actions, Um, just because they're both existing and, but DS, DS had a really good plan with, with the actual, like, his actual claim and then using it to set up into fake claims.
5: So, yeah. At this point, I don't even remember what his actual action was that night. I'm going to... Be real with
0: you. Uh, But would the rest of you agree with this? Because I think that may be a controversial statement, Naxal, that if one joke claims on day one, uh, the other should follow. Uh, Would would the rest of you agree with that? I
2: Uh, think in the way it was set up, uh, I wouldn't have if it were me. Because just to be complacent with the angle that DS was mm -hmm. playing, um, I think it would have been better I think what what happened was the ideal scenario where we had Wisp come out on day two. I wouldn't have claimed on day one if I were the other Jote.
3: Yeah, I just meant that in like a in a position where a Jote was supposed to claim. I think everybody oh, right. should mass. Um, but to I, claim. Think DS huh. had, I think I think I think I think DS's alternative was um, definitely really good for the game itself, um, just in the way it worked.
0: Fair enough. I missed that point, Knoxville, uh, of course. that changes things if the Jody's is forced to claim. Because then yeah, th- yeah. there may be benefits to just laying it out on, on the table and at least get some clarity or maybe just two clears. Um, With regards to the town-sidedness, so whether or not it's town-sided, I also saw someone wrote, write about it in chat. Uh, Sai, yes, uh, Mafia does tend to win more. Uh, we do not... Uh, I can clarify this. We do not try to um make these games town-sided. We try to make them balanced in a what would be a normal MU setting so if it's a 50-50 win rate in a normal MU game then we would use that we would not uh, try to overcompensate so to say even though some believe we've done this but that's just because they don't have the same thoughts and balance as we do and that those thoughts do differ Uh, but looking at uh, a cup 13er uh, and how that is balanced and that is uh, a very balanced game over a large sample size it is the most is It is the largest sample size we have of a game, to my recollection. Um, I think 200 games or so played, and it was 50-50, ton, uh, uh, 50-50 win rate. And I think this compares to that. So it should be about the same. Uh, and with then with Champs uh, being more Mafia-sided, at least in qualifiers, I would expect to see Mafia win a bit more. Maybe
5: 60-40. What's our, what's our current win rate at? I know we've had... We have two town wins had, what, two, yeah, and
0: one draw, wins. and yeah, I don't know how many losses we've had. F- four. I
5: think I think we've four. got four. I think that means we've got four scum wins, and uh, then there's three games still ongoing. Yeah. With game eleven starting Monday.
0: And and already uh, and actually Mendel, uh, we have a, a a thread in the um, this season's sub forum. And mendel wrote a very good post there about uh, stats and variance and uh like e- if town even only wins three of these 11 qualifiers it's still within the range of we can't say anything uh i think even with two if it only ends up being two town ones we st- it's still a bit difficult to say anything with a lot of certainty because there's just variance of play like if you flip a coin 11 times Sometimes you just get the tails two times. It does happen. So it's hard to predict uh, too much from just the sample size.
5: I mean, for this game specifically, I think it's really sort of impossible to evaluate the uh, balance of the setup, given how well town played, just like from an individual standpoint, even completely ignoring power rolls. I think if this were like a mountainous game with the same ratios town probably still wins nine times out of ten just with the way they played
0: for sure and like people forget these things like they look at a dominant performance and uh, at least here we have the benefit of running this setup more times usually when someone hosts a game especially a role man or sort of large game it's only run once and maybe one side dominates and they're like, oh, it was mafia sided. Oh, it was town sided. But no, the fact of the matter is sometimes a side is just going to dominate. I mean, if anything, a good game should have the ability for one side to dominate sometimes if they are playing well, if they have the best players and if they're doing the best thing, like if they're doing really well, they should be rewarded for that. That, that should be in the setup. It shouldn't have auto catch up like uh, bal- uh, mechanisms in it, I don't think. Um, so it just it just happens sometimes and it clearly happened here.
5: Yeah, I mean the core of game design philosophy is the side that plays better should win. Yeah. And that's everything else is just icing. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's move on from mechanical stuff and get back into talking into like how the actual game went. Um there is a moment that happened very early in the game that I really want to talk about <laughs> because it's funny as hell. I know uh, where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It is the, uh, I want to talk about the much memed on uh, shit read. Uh, If you want to set the scene for us, Jay, go ahead.
4: Very well. (laughs)
1: Um, The game had just began. Uh, I don't remember how long it had been, but it feels as though it had been 20 minutes, 30 minutes, no more. Could be wrong. And I hadn't really noticed that Nuxle had started off somewhat quietly until He entered the thread and indicated that he had been in the bathroom. Um, And this triggered me, I'll be honest. When I hurled this accusation at Nuxle, it wasn't fake. It was real. It was a genuine thought that I had in my real brain that it was suspicious for him to have elected to go to the bathroom at the moment the much-hyped tournament game six began. This is supposed to be a big deal. I know not everybody feels that way, but... It's a competitive environment, and um, to elect to go take a pee, which is was my first interpretation at that moment, struck me as suspicious. Knoxville then corrected me; it was a number two, not a number one. <laughs> and
6: <laughs>
5: the details are important.
1: Right. And I spent they really were. <laughs> I spent a few posts um, throwing mud at Knoxville on the matter. To be honest, while it was a real read. I never expected it to be something that we would be lynching Nuxle for. And the real utility for me was just to open the game with something, to create content, to create opportunities for other people, not named Nuxle, to interact with my shit read. Because it is objectively a stupid read.
0: A shitty and, read, you might say. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on some level, I think that may have been where it was most beneficial. Because I believe Melo Eslo interacted with it in a way that was a little bit problematic. Um. But I'm sorry for that, Nuxle. You should have the right to take
3: a shit in peace. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't actually go to the bathroom, but
0: like Nuxle uh, didn't want to ran scum, and then he can't even go to the bathroom. It's not fair, guys. <laughs> Please be sweeter to him. I'm sorry, Nuxle. No, he was <laughs>
5: absolutely <laughs> hiding in Wolf chat. He didn't go to the bathroom.
0: I'm sorry, I I interrupted you, Nuxle.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to reach out to Mellow because uh no, I, I think at the at the time being I was gonna reach out to Melo because he posted in thread but didn't respond to WolfChat. Um and I, I was I was actually in I think I was actually in WolfChat during that time uh, when the game was opening up. Just trying to set up a Discord for everyone inside. Um, I thought it was actually really funny that you town read me or like town in me or something a few pages later, mm-hmm. even though even though after like the content of the read. I assumed it was just mainly because of the interaction itself. Uh I didn't actually know it was it was a giant meme, I guess. Because I stopped looking at spec chat and everything after that after I like got lynched. So or like like a couple hours after I got lynched. Um but it was it was like um but I guess it's I don't know. I think I think you make reads off of stuff like that. I think that's like entirely fair. Uh I think some of my like strongest like like strongest reads have been just from like dumb like not like angle shoots but I don't I don't know how you would phrase it but just like dumb like tonal stuff like that because because they're just like incredibly like hard to um uh just like hard to uh, not hard to fake just one alignment I guess I don't know I'm trying to like word this in a way where it makes sense but uh but I think I think that's like a completely reasonable read. I think you read you off of silly things and that's fine. Um just as long as it's not, you know,
5: terrible slash agenda. But yeah. Maybe maybe not so much like hard to fake, so much as like really weird to think of to fake. And just yeah. like really esoteric, yeah. like this sort of thing always comes from town, et cetera. Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? yeah, yeah, basically. Or I guess, like,
3: that one element over the other. So. Right, yeah, I get what you're saying. It was really funny though. I was actually just making stuff up, like in the first couple <laughs> pages, because I was just so bored. Um, but <laughs> the first couple pages
2: were interesting. I remember, I remember clashing with SPF very early, just because she came into the thread and immediately started picking apart my posts. And I'm someone who likes to take early game, like at the beginning of the thread. I like to play very loose. I like to joke around. I like, I like RVS. I like just messing around. And just the, the negative attention so early just irritated me. And uh, we resolved it within a few pages of just like, this is obviously just like a play style difference between the two of us. I think that was one of the more introspective moments of the game for both myself and SPF for us both to look at it objectively and just put it aside and move on. Um, but I think early game itself and the first couple of pages were definitely full of a lot of interesting reads and moments.
0: I mean, Cobalt, when that happens, you just need to stay positive, friend. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs>
0: uh. By the way, we have a D.S. the goat, as he calls himself, in the chat. Uh, D.S.? D.S. Darren Sanders, what's up? Um, actually, I have a question. So, um, and it's related to what we were talking about with the, the hammer, uh, getting back to that. Um, say you don't lynch uh, Or say Begbo flips town, what happens after that? Who do you lynch? How how does the game change?
2: I was worried about being on the chopping block. Um, And I think it was getting to the point where I was starting to back myself into a corner because from the beginning of the game... I knew that I wasn't going to be able to play the way that I normally play when I'm town because I forgot about the post restriction. I usually just spew myself through sheer volume and that wasn't going to be an option this game. So I remember looking at it halfway through day one. And then also work was taking up so much time and I wasn't in the thread as often as I would have liked. And I was sort of on the edge of a bunch of players reads and I was like, I think I'm going to have to play a little more reserved this game and just taking off of what JJJ and SPF and giraffe were doing. I figured I would be a lot more of a facilitator and just sort of trying to back up the plays that I thought were good. But at some point in the game, I felt like my luck was going to run out because I did wind up playing defense most of the time, especially during like early day two, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, But I think If Begbo had flipped town, I would have worried about being somewhat near next on the list, or I would have at least had to fight to not be.
0: And I guess, I mean, the question, of course, um, may be more interesting for the rest of you, then, if you agree with Kobold's assessment, if he was next in line, or, like, because what I'm trying to get at with this question, was there ever any road that this could go down where you guys didn't win as town? Like, uh, let's say that Beppo just escapes the lynch. You get a uh, miss lynch, and then do you maybe reach the point where you start doubting your town core and does it go off the rails? Or do you not see that happening?
1: I think there was one avenue in the hypothetical world that could have broken the game for us, and that would have been if Spec Chat had been right about stay positive, friend. I was deep in her pocket, and that was going to be extremely difficult for me to escape. Um, thankfully, the read was correct, but. Had she been mafia, I think we would have been in a world of hurt. But really, I wouldn't say I would have been uncomfortable had Begbo flipped town. I felt extremely secure in what we had built as a team. And you were very much a part of that, Cobalt. You spent the entire game, literally from the first page, taking crap. And (laughs) to be honest, I think that most towns in most games, champs or otherwise, would be inclined to lynch you day one, or at least try to, and that would be the mistake they make. You would have been the default easy out, especially perhaps after the mellow jote claim. And you deserve a ton of credit for fighting the fight the whole time and refusing to quit, because we cannot sweep them if the people who are in the POE, rightly or wrongly, don't fight tooth and nail. And you did.
5: I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, just from an outside perspective, I think it felt like to me that even if Begbo had escaped day three, I don't ever see a world where Begbo goes deep in that game, given how quickly the rest of the PoE was getting cleared by the Jotes, given the fact that all the other villagers were just Hosting themselves clear at a higher level than Begbo was able to, so I think I think it was just a case of town had Begbo in a box. I don't think he was ever breaking out of the box.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to add on to that. Like uh, I didn't closely follow the game, but I did follow it enough. And because it was a short game, there wasn't uh, there's less to read because you guys got it over pretty quick. Um, <laughs> like because I'm always a proponent of never skating by or allowing allowing people to skate by. You you like you sign up to play the game stay playing the game the whole while uh, don't halfway turn it into a game of well we have this PUE, we have this court let's just lynch people one after the other and then make a few posts to say oh let's just do this like don't stop playing the game and, and my impression is that this didn't happen for you so I want to give all of you a lot of credit for this because like uh, jhead is the thing with I can't recall the term for it but like you kept giving reads you kept looking at it from different angles and uh kept giving reasoning and asking and prodding and like I think that's a very healthy approach to the game uh, because what happens like if mafia was were to win such a game like this it would be because they snuck in the town core and was allowed to just stay there and just because once you're in the town core uh the easiest thing to do is if everyone is just in well if you agree with me then you're good then you can stay in the ca- town core and it's easy for a mafia to agree with you if they're in the town core because the agreement would be to lynch other people like you're not making life difficult for them yeah so as long as you avoid that scenario you should be good
5: uh, I do want to I do want to move on really quickly because we're starting to run a little short on time here. Um, something I wanted to talk about that I thought was really interesting were a couple of these like in thread exercises that uh, Jay introduced with the uh, the gun to head reads and the uh, trust fall. And I I just wanted to ask if you could elaborate a little more on those and like where they came from and why you think they're helpful for town. Sure.
1: The Gun to Head Reads exercise is something like I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I derived from season two, I believe it was game two, the qualifier in that. Uh, some folks have asserted that I came up with them, and I want to make sure it's clarified that I did not. I stole them from a user named BCB in season two. He played with Acromatic and I in the game that Thinking Man mentioned. And I think he came up with it on the spot. I remember him being extremely frustrated that various players were providing reads lists and those reads lists were filled with null and neutral and I don't know and leaning and words like that and he complained about it loudly and that resonated with me a great deal it had a great deal of influence on me and he ran the exercise he threw names into the thread and say take a stance is this town is this mafia nothing in between is permitted you have to take a stance and I saw immense potential in that, and I've been doing it ever since. I admit there have been cases where I've, been, I've done it as a mafioso just to waste time. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it has genuine utility. Uh, one thing I mentioned in the game was that I've noticed, at least when I've employed the uh, exercise on players who haven't seen it before, to my knowledge, that mafia have the tendency, generally not always, to name more players town on average than the town players named town. And I think it's self-explanatory why they might do so. Uh, You don't wanna ruffle feathers when you're forced to take stances that you did not expect to be forced to take. So when you're forced to choose on a player who might be in a swing slot between town and mafia, you might more likely opt for town. Now, in this case, we went the opposite direction. Uh, Nuxle actually was one of the most paranoid people in that exercise. Uh, So, again, everything is contextual. The data itself, I think its value is limited to how you perceive it relative to the isolations within which you analyze it. If you just look at the chart that I made on its own and say lynch the player with the most mafia reads, I think that's erroneous and that's faulty. But its usefulness is contextual
0: there are definite player differences to take into account one thing uh i want to ask you here have you uh, I don't, and i don't know if this is already part of the strategy or whatever we call it have you taken timing into account and what i mean by this is because this is something i do um i make sure that the player i want to ask this question uh, i haven't phrased it as a gun to it but it's it's actually a similar principle i make sure that the person i want to ask about this is in the thread ready to answer immediately because I want their immediate thoughts. If they take time, I I can't use that for anything. Like I want their immediate thoughts. I want them to just uh, write their immediate uh, train of thought, uh, free flowing. Boom, go immediately. Because obviously, uh, and often it won't. Uh, even town members won't necessarily have like good thoughts, but they'll have unique or varied thoughts in a way that it's hard for mafia to replicate. Because mafia, especially when put on spot like that, they just they're really thinking about what they can write and usually just ends up being a meh answer. Whereas Town can really go on a, like when they just are asked to say whatever, uh, that can be pretty clearing in some cases.
1: I think that, um, let me gather my train of thought here. Timing matters to the extent to which one can reasonably judge it. I know that when we're interpreting posts on a message board forum in real time, we're forced to account for things like internet connections, um, whatever distractions they may have in the room, what other tabs they have open while the game is being played. And with that in mind, I think I'm hesitant to interpret it too harshly if somebody is a little slower, but it's not that it's irrelevant, it certainly matters. And I think it play out in this game. If I recall correctly, the last person to respond to each of my gun to head read prompts was Melo Eslo. So perhaps he needed a little extra time to come up with answers. Understandably, it's a difficult situation.
0: I should maybe rephrase uh, because, um, well, I actually also do apply timing to to some situations, but I only do it when it's very quick timing. So in general, <laughs> even if I didn't ask someone to be quick, if I can see that they wrote a very long post very quickly with uh, a lot of thoughts that are very buried, uh, I will maybe give that time points. But no, uh, what I meant was uh, if you've ever considered to like uh, like, if I go to Cobalt, Cobalt, can you tell me when you're in in a thread and you have five minutes to write an answer to what I'm about to ask you? Can you tell me when when you're there? And then he says, I'm here, and I'll ask the question right away. Like, if, you, if you've considered doing that, uh, to force him to give an answer right away.
1: I haven't done that specifically, though. I think it sounds like it has a great deal of potential. Um, you're essentially... Uh, eschewing the limitations of the forum format and shoving them into a video mafia or live mafia situation. And if they're not prepared for that, that might give them difficulty. So I think it's a good idea, certainly.
5: I honestly wonder if the utility of the gun to head reads, thinking about, just thinking about how I'd react to those sorts of things if I was a villager. I almost think that I would find them more useful to me personally as a way to actually sort out how I feel about certain slots more so than I would use them to read other people because I speak speaking for myself I can tend to be sort of like a non-confident sort of like waffly back and forth person I'll I'll give a lot of null reads if I haven't put a ton of thought into someone just because I'm like well I see things that could go either way so I, I think I think that those have a lot of utility in terms of like Forcing people to think about why they feel a certain way about a slot and forcing them to buckle down and start actually building worlds instead of just sort of like reading posts and clicking buttons.
2: I think it had a lot of use of that for me in the early game as well because... I remember not really having much of a reads list until we did the gun to head exercise. And now I'm like, okay, well, now I've at least got my bare minimum thoughts on each player on the table. I can use that just for my own use to go through the thread and see where I want to go from there and not even, and of course, it's also to collaborate with the rest of the town, but I definitely agree with what Amy was saying. Like for me at the time, it was a good tool to utilize to at least get for to force some thoughts out on some of these slots,
4: yeah. Because personally, I think a lot of people have a hard time like giving reads, so forcing them to give reads in a, in a game that's easy to get into definitely helps them get their thoughts in so everyone knows where they are. And the fact that we don't let them do nulls forces them to try to read the slot even if they don't really want to. So. It could. It helps us understand town thoughts, and it could also put mafia in a bubble. I actually utilized. I actually utilized JJJ's um. Uh, the game and another site. As soon as I got into the game, because of my my specific, my role was kind of special, um, I was constantly trying to get everyone to post it. And the funny thing is that I I noticed that a lot of, of the wolves. People that gave like. um I remember specifically one person didn't want to do it and then when he gave it his first, he did it twice because the first time he did it he was completely trolling and I just find it funny that like even in this game like I, I think I remember pointing out that almost all the people that utilize like special characters like question marks and deviating from what the whole game was of either town or not town and I noticed that 10 from those two games so far I noticed that mafia tended deviate from the rules more than um, the town do.
5: Because Mafia is uncomfortable early game with taking hard stances. They want to leave their options open, see which way the PoE develops, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I, th- I think, yeah, So to agree with Jay, I think the benefit to this would be forcing people into an uncomfortable spot, and, and but Mafia and town. And when people are uncomfortable, that's, that's maybe what they say. While uncomfortable is maybe easier to read than whatever else, right? Uh, But to play devil's advocate, uh, I do think a lot of um, good information can be gathered from uh, wishy-washy or null posts Um, in the sense that at least if you force people to say things that they wouldn't otherwise say, is my point there. If you force people to say things that they wouldn't otherwise say because they think it's not important enough. Well, sometimes it's those things that are the most information-rich posts because they're out of the norm. They're they're not standard. And they might be thoughts that, well, you can't fake that because what mafia would think of faking that? That's just weird. It's just because you're not even doing a hard stance on anything. You're not analyzing. You're just doing something weird. And that may be uh, a source of uh, good information. So that's why I think it's always good to force people to say, well, even if you think this is not worth talking about, please just say whatever's on your mind. There may be something in there.
5: Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, um, we're uh, we're still running a little short on time. I'll keep things <laughs> moving along. I did want to talk briefly about the flavor, but we'll just skip over that. I just wanted to say that it's put a lot of effort into it. I it loved good. the
2: flavor, uh, Amy. I loved it. Oh, my God.
5: Flavor ever written. I I didn't, I didn't read
4: it. it's a lot of words I don't blame
2: you I greatly enjoy flavor that like like I did a lot when I hosted some games like when like there were some pretty big games that I hosted like when I hosted like Teen Wolf and like Final Fantasy 12 like I did a lot of narrative flavor where like I basically wrote based on the outcome of the phase and I think a lot of flavor writers do that but I really really liked the nature of the flavor in this game where it was completely just disconnected from the game and it was just telling a really like unique and awesome set of stories i really liked it
5: <laughs> i had some uh, i did have some vaguely like like i had like a vague outline planned of the order i wanted to do things in cuz i had like a couple of different ideas going into this so there were some like vague symbolic connections to which alignment flipped going into things. But in the past, I've tried to do things where I like completely differentiate the flavor based on which alignment flips or which player flips. And what I find is that that's fucking impossible unless you write literally everything in advance. And I'm awful at doing that. So <laughs> this, was, this was mostly to preserve my own sanity and to make it so that I could save stuff until the night before, like I usually do.
0: I just want to say, uh, from what I saw, I also love the flavor. And uh, I think a couple of years ago, I hosted what was supposed to be my last uh, MASH of World Madness game. It was, um, um, unfortunately, ruined by cheating. Uh, so I've always thought, I have to make a oh, new it, going out game. And uh, if I ever do that, I hope to team up with you, Amy. So I hope to be able to find a theme that you could write a flavor with uh, for comfortably. And uh, hey, I yeah, think awesome.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, I do want to um, before before the podcast uh, started when we were when we were in the planning stages. Um, Jay brought up a really interesting potential topic of conversation that I wanted to make sure we hit on, uh, and that was uh, shoot. I just had it and then I clicked away from it. I, I that have. Was, a... Oh, okay. That was how do you think you perform in this game if everything is the same except you're on the opposite team. So if you, so for the villagers, if you're if you're a villager, fa- if you're a wolf facing down this absurdly steamrolling village, how do you how do you think you approach that? And if you're Nuxle, how do you think you approach being a part of said village and trying to find wolves?
2: I mean, I think with the way that this particular game played out, I think as the opposite alignment, my playstyle actually would have been rather similar. If only because I think the fact that the position that I put myself in just sort of trying to facilitate and play around a lot of the big voices I don't think that would have changed if I were a wolf. I think what would have changed was the I think I would have put a little bit more effort into entrenching myself into the more outspoken voices because that's what I do when I'm a wolf Um, my my game my season five. Uh, qualifier showed a lot of that when I played with fable and I forget who else was on the scum team with us, but I tend to do that a lot when I'm scum, especially in a high profile game like this, I would have tried to, to put myself a little more out there and entrench myself in those voices so that I wouldn't be differentiated from them as much. Whereas as town here, I sort of had the opposite effect where I was sort of had to thrive on sort of the edge of the PoE, and I don't think I would have been as comfortable with doing that if I were a wolf.
5: Anything, anything?
1: sorry, let's go. No worries, no worries. Um, Had everything been the same and I had been a mafioso in this game, I would have had struggles, significant struggles. Much of the way that I play demands that I have accurate reads so people can rely on me. And if I am a mafioso, I can't do that, or I'm lynching my own team. And <laughs> if I'm trying to lynch town, I am not genera- <clears throat> garnering the same trust I otherwise would have. I can't try to occupy the same role of leadership, or at least not with the same effectiveness. And most importantly, I'm trying to generate cases against the towniest town that ever towned. And that sounds horrible. I don't even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, well, I'm I'm curious then, Jay, uh, because this is a common problem for top tier players, at least players that have a a, a good uh, town reputation. This is the problem they stumble into when they're a mafia. The high expectations of them, and it, when they don't deliver, they're suspected or at least not listened to. Uh, so I'm curious to see how you to hear how you generally deal with that, because the, the fact of the matter is, and this is what, and this does happens for good players, and we've seen it in mafia championship as well. Good players also have bad reads sometimes. It just happens. So do you, so do you still try to be uh, a leader and just lead them the wrong way? Or do you take a step back and let the, maybe the town uh, devour itself, if that's even a possibility? And maybe it was, wouldn't have been in this game.
1: I think given what people have come to expect of me over the last nine years, if I am not assertively attempting to put myself in a position of leadership, then I am already outed. So, so. I definitely try um, and I'm not always successful. It is not easy to do, um, and it really depends upon the concerted effort of my opponents if I am facing the town. And if they work as hard as the game six town did in this game, then I honestly don't know how I'm going to go about that. I will try, I will fight tooth and nail, and I will never surrender, but it will (laughs) present me with serious difficulties. And I think it would for anybody who plays remotely like I do, because you're forced to either lynch your own team and rely on credit, which I think is very limited in the game, especially in a game with this power roll arrangement, or fabricate cases against players who are not suspicious. So good luck.
0: I mean, it's definitely difficult, but just to plug in my own uh, article Power Wolfing, I do think it's it's achievable, because you lynch a town day one, if you, you force that through, you still have all your team members, so it's only a certain percentage of the town you need to get on the wrong track. And they're not all going to agree on the same Mafia target. Even if they all have Mafia suspicions, if they're spread out, it may be more difficult for them. So my, it's about getting that momentum going, going from early on, I think, and then making the right night kills, and it becomes more manageable as you go on.
5: I guess another question I have, and it's actually something that uh, DS kind of typed in spec chat at the same time I had the thought, is um, how much do you weigh other people's meta expectations of you in a champs game where you can never be entirely sure if people are actually going to meta dive you or if you're just going to be playing with a bunch of people you've never played with before?
3: Uh, I think, I don't know, I actually, I actually value meta, like, really highly, because, um, I think a lot of, so, like, into current Smogon, like, gameplay, um, revolves around the sort of, like, quote-unquote top players in the player list having extremely accurate meta reads on each other, and then they're able to solve the game based on that. Um, so you, I mean, sometimes you'll see, like, um, Scum win, but, um, I guess I guess the win rate's about fifty fifty, so never mind. But usually a lot of the town cores are set up by people just knowing each other's meta very well. Uh, so having like um, so the way that I sort of approach a game um, has to deal with a lot of meta, which you didn't see any of this any of this this game because I won't scum. Uh, but um, I actually I actually try to take some time to read people's games. Uh, just because I find if I feel like a good percentage of people have discernible differences between their like town and scum games that i actually think that um uh i actually think personally i would have had like fairly high like meta expectations but i can understand like site culture and people not having this sort of like thought process
5: but i guess the follow- I, a follow-up question i have for you is did the fact that you're Rolling Scum, yes, but on a site where you basically never played with anybody else in the game before, and you have no way of knowing if they actually are going to know your meta. Did that make it any easier for you, do you think, to play Scum? Because, you know, you you say you're an easy town read off of meta, but nobody here has meta on you. Uh,
3: Well, I mean, I've I've actually played with DS before. I played with Wisp once on a different site, Uh, but we were mafia together. So, I actually think that, um, I guess that's, I guess, like, you know, format of the champs. People are branded into different games based so on time slot, but I've actually played with a couple of people on this playlist before. Um, and I'm, I don't know if they would have accurate meta reads on me, but they, but especially DS, I played with DS multiple times and he's seen the difference between my like talent and scum games, uh, like fairly like, well. Um, and people who played with me know that, um, like my talent memes are just so vastly different from each other um so i guess in context of like people not knowing my head, it was a bit easier yeah but i still think i messed up and had a lot of like generic reads on me to be like uh like overtly like scum read for the things i've done in thread or hadn't done i
5: guess so i guess you could say it was a little easier but it still wasn't very easy at all right yeah it makes sense uh, real quick since we're at the we're at the very end of time here I just want to go around and ask everybody uh, what their most memorable or funniest moment of the game was or post that someone else made etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: and while you guys think about that uh, if uh, as we are then if anyone in chat has a final question they want to shoot at any w- these people uh, go right ahead I think the for most... me, the,
1: my favorite moment that best summarized the entire experience of game six was, I believe, day two, in the midst of the fake <clears throat> jack of all trades claims. Uh, Carrot simply said, I want to give everyone in this game a hug.
6: <laughs>
1: it really symbolized what we had achieved as a team. We weren't just playing together effectively, we loved each other
4: as much as people
1: can in a mafia game where they've never met each other before. It was beautiful. <laughs> And I cherish
4: it. Yeah, this is one of the most friendly games that I played in.
6: Yeah, if really, you. Yeah.
4: Oh, sorry, I can't really. Think, Wish I could relate. <laughs> I think that I still think a lot of the the comments towards the end of day one, when we were when we were lynching Mellow, just like that whole that whole meme that I forgot who made it, but that whole meme in itself is just it just made me it made my day the uh the spec chat meme yeah
5: yeah this, the uh, the spec chat meme was really good big fan
4: <laughs> who who made that
5: yeah. uh i want to say i think i think a couple of people kind of contributed it i think the one that posted like the final version was uh was rabbit
0: can can you guys uh for those who don't know about it
5: Oh, that was a good uh, one too. Let me let me see if it's pinned. I might be mm. able to uh pull it up and drop it in uh, Twitch chat if it is. Which Someone barred up. Be. And if it's not, then this is an egregious oversight on the part of the mods. SMH. Very like the game. Here it is. Okay, it looks like Litten posted the version that oh, got wow. not the Um so <laughs> No, I need to copy. I'm not copying.
0: Uh, while AB uh, does that, uh, I have a question from a Twitch chat. And uh, yeah, the link is in the Twitch chat now. Uh, DS asks uh, Is the game a sweep without DS in it? <laughs> no. 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 That's yeah, a it easy No. It was,
4: Definitely it was, not. It was a collective team effort
1: remove any of the people in that game and I don't know if we sweep. Whether it's the people who are the loudest that received votes at the end, whatever, or the people who are in the PoE at the end of the game, like Tim Dude, Cyclone Cash before he was cleared, Ricelyn, everybody had to contribute something or else we don't sweep. It takes yeah. everyone.
0: And I, th- I, think, I think that's, uh, I-, I agree with that. And with this being such a dynamic and interactive game, like you can't just take out one piece of the puzzle and expect it to be solved the same way. Like, uh, it's impossible to say exactly what effects one player had on another player, which then had an effect on a third player and how it, the whole thing plays together. So I would always agree with that statement. Uh, yeah, and if uh, and if the rest of you had any memorable moments or funny moments or anything else you want to say as we're nearing just the end like of the podcast. Any,
2: just, like, any last
5: thoughts you want to get out there. Yeah.
2: I loved who made the, who made the D&D alignment theme.
5: Uh, that was that was Gh. That was General Hank. Yeah, because yeah.
2: the one where because the that fact that too. I got posted, I got posted as lawful evil with that one like super sassy post that I made at SPF. <laughs> I literally was like rolling. <laughs>
5: I believe it says, and I quote: "Okay, honestly, are you going to pick apart literally everything I say, or can you let me be thrilled with the progress so far?" <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And here's that one. Uh, chat. Uh, I I think another funny
4: moment was when um Batmo meant to um spoiler his post and then ended up doing a line strike to the whole thing.
3: Oh that was really
4: good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim uh is the best, I just says Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. <laughs>
0: Tim Hortons and then
4: SPS SPF is also good. Spec chat only wishes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i see element giraffe in the chat saying i love the entire game 60 bonus is that giraffe syrup by any chance if so shout out good to see I you
4: think, i'm assuming
0: yeah
1: i would i would assume that's giraffe syrup. Yeah, that, that is. is indeed
0: giraffe nice
1: the best teammates i've ever had
0: giraffe syrup. <laughs> also wouldn't have happened without you giraffe all right well um i want to say thank you to all of you uh, for joining me today, uh, and uh, especially thanks to Amy for being uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, co-host or um, main host uh, today. Um, hey,
5: thanks for having me on.
0: And uh, again, like uh, I think I, I want to give more, uh, even more credit to the flavor because, like, that's that's awesome, and I always love seeing flavor. And I I, I do hold the opinion uh, that we can even do even better on flavor generally on MU. I think because we have the mod pod uh the show tends to get a bit lazy with that and it's i, I, I mean th- it's understandable right uh i think but- in the game, there's
5: a certain level of like standardization that happens because you don't yeah. you can't you can't really mess with the roles i, I know a lot of the time in the past with my more flavorful games i've done the entire design top down where i can look at the flavor concept first and then i design the whole game based on that before yeah. any balance considerations but yeah. even, even when i can't do that i i try to make things feel at least a little flavorful through the cold sterilization of champs and <laughs>
0: well, that's awesome so thank you to you amy for hosting and for both the game and uh, this uh, thank you to Cobalt, noxal Jay, wisp for being on this podcast thank you to everyone in game six for delivering us an epic game one for the history books i dare say uh let's see if we'll ever have a town sweep again maybe we'll have it this <laughs> season oh who knows no <laughs> no. no amy says no all right that's no. a that's a I bet wanna... for a, that's a bet for spec chat
6: <laughs> please please have another town sweep. i don't want to be
5: the only one <laughs> I, I just wanted to say one more time everyone in the game town mafia like nuxle you can't get down on yourself either i, I thought you played really well um spec you certainly had spec chat fooled even if this absurd town wasn't necessarily <laughs> misled, but I, I, everyone played super great and I'm so glad that this is the game I got to host because it was really awesome to watch everything unfold uh, and thanks for being on the podcast yeah.
2: thanks for having us
5: thank you so much <laughs> Interesting.
0: yeah uh, yeah. Amy of course also put this together so just um Kudos to Amy. Uh, Yeah, this was truly a town just uh, using all their ultimates at once and they were just (laughs) loaded from the very first thing of the game. It's not fair at all. Uh, (laughs) So hope you guys don't have ultimates in your next game. That wouldn't be very fair. All right. So thanks again to you. Thanks to everyone who tuned in for the uh, podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow with game five. Uh, And uh, get ready to say, for the realm. (laughs) <laughs> for the realm, <laughs> for the realm. <laughs> Tim Hortons and for the realm <laughs> Tim, Hortons. <laughs> Tim Hortons for the realm alright <laughs> so that's 4pm eastern standard time tomorrow be there or be square and that's me thing man out for now